Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, guys, it's another week. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. I hope the heat isn't too much for you and that you're able, you're all right with the weather because I know here in Alabama, it is hot. <laughs> like it's already 80 some degrees early in the morning. So yeah, I plan to stay in the house, my air conditioner going. I don't plan to be outside for any long periods of time. So all is well here. I hope all is well with you guys, that you're safe, that you're finding interesting things to do. Guys, today I just want to talk to you briefly about stepping outside of your comfort zone. And I know it's a hard thing to talk about because your comfort zone is like the best place to be. Why is that? You're comfortable. So of course, being in your comfort zone is amazing. But I found out from my personal experience that in order to step out of in order to grow you have to get out of your comfort zone in order to grow you have to be a little bit uncomfortable because being uncomfortable helps you to grow and develop in other areas that you otherwise would not have grown in if you had just stayed locked in a box or in your comfort zone Okay, so why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this for several reasons. Um, Last week, you guys heard the podcast, and I was just pretty much talking about how for the longest I was silent about um, racial injustice and biases and how now I was going to speak up about it. So that was one way last week I decided to come out of my comfort zone because I realized that being silent was actually condoning what was happening. And I don't condone racism or injustice or inequality on any level whatsoever. So I decided that's time for me to speak out about it and not pretend it doesn't exist. Because by pretending things and putting your head in the sand and acting like things don't exist, you're actually becoming a part of the problem and not a solution. You have to recognize that there is a problem so you can work on ways to fix it. As I always say, there is nothing wrong with recognizing there is a problem because that is key. If you don't see a problem, then you're not motivated to fix it. You're not motivated for change. So what I'm saying is that we need to work on some things. And in my own personal life, that was one thing I needed to start to speak up about and talk about because in the past I've ignored it or like, well, it's not bothering me, you know, one of those things. But it bothers all of us. And it's like, even if it doesn't happen to me directly, if it happens to somebody I know or somebody then it affects all of us. So that is my mindset. That's the way I'm going with it. And this is going to be a year of change for me because I'm going to speak out about racial injustice and inequality. I'm going to do more on a political scene. I'm going to just try to do more so that I can be helpful to people and actually make sure that I make a difference and that my voice matters in what I say. So that's one thing. I'm not going to be silent. So that was one way to step out of my comfort zone because that is like a huge thing. I've never done it. And so it's huge for me. So that was one way I stepped out of my comfort zone. And I'm glad I did because I see that it's helping me grow. And I'm, I like where I'm going with this. So that was one way I stepped out of my comfort zone last week. Um, another way I'm stepping out of my comfort zone is I'm starting to do interviews. And I'm starting to do things that normally scares me. Now, I know you're asking, why would I be scared to do an interview for a podcast? Well, you know, it's like, okay, when I talk to you guys... It's recorded. So, you know, if I mess up, I can always go back, clean it up, and fix it. If the mic isn't on, I can always go back and record it again. If it's not sounding right, I can always go and edit. So, you know, that hasn't really been a problem for me. And I've been doing it for almost three years, so it's not scary anymore. Now, when I first started, it was terrifying. Like, oh my goodness, what will happen if? But I don't even think about it anymore. You know, I'm just like, oh, well, just talk. Say what you had to say. You study, you prepare, you research, you're good. So I'm just, I'm okay with it now. But, you know, once thinking back, I wouldn't be okay where I am now with my podcast with you guys if I had not stepped out of my comfort zone and actually started to do it. So 
that is how that helped me. But, you know, the whole thing about doing podcasts on other, doing interviews on other podcasts is a little nerve-wracking. But I'm like, if I never do it and I just keep talking about it and thinking about it, it's not going to get done. You get the best ideas, but if you don't act on them, it's not going to impact anyone. It's not going to affect anyone. So what I have done is I have a couple interviews lined up. Yay, I'm so excited. I'll tell you about it more when I um, do it and know when they're going to air so you can listen to those interviews. But, you know, I'm starting to do interviews. I'm starting to do more research. I am starting to actually do a YouTube channel which is terrifying. Now, I do have some things on YouTube right now with the podcast, but it's kind of easy because it's like you can go have a video made of your podcast and put it out there, which is what I do weekly. It usually comes up on every Thursday. However, I think I need to like actually start taking videos and making videos because I think this will help me grow as a person. It'll help my content and it'll help me reach more people who otherwise may not listen to a podcast and especially now when no one's really going anywhere we're still I don't know we're like in limbo we don't know we should really go out and do stuff or be stay or stuck at home you may feel uncomfortable about being in crowds so your driving may be limited so you may not be listening to podcasts as much however I want it to be available to you on YouTube as well so I can so you can still watch and listen so what I'm thinking about doing I'm actually going to start this week because, yeah, I'm going to start this week. And I'm telling you this so you can hold me accountable to it. I'm going to start this week. So what I'm going to do is the YouTube, on YouTube, like tomorrow, what will come out will be the podcast, which normally does. But then I'm going to make another video, probably just talking about um, some things that we've already discussed, like question and answer kind of thing. Or I might just do a recap I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something and I'm going to put it on YouTube. And I'm thinking about also starting to do Instagram lives maybe once a week and also Facebook live. I'll have to see. But the point is, these are things that terrify me. These are things I'm not comfortable doing because I prefer to be behind the camera, not in front of it, unless I'm fully prepared. But you know, it's time for us to get out of our comfort zone, you know? It's time for us to start doing things that we are not used to doing, things that scare us, things that make you uncomfortable. And I always say, just because you may be scared to do it, it doesn't excuse you from doing it. You still have to do it. You may just do it scared. So that is where I'm going with this. I'm telling you this because I know deep down in your heart, there are some things you really want to do. Deep down in your heart, there are some places that you want to go and some things you want to do or maybe there's a stance you want to take I don't know but I know that you have something that you want to give to the world and right now you might be afraid to do it you might be too nervous to do it you might be like me like oh what if I do a bad job what if I don't do a good job what if it sucks what if it's just not good but let me just tell you it may not be good the first time like my first podcast was terrible and my first YouTube video, well actually the first video I make probably won't be amazing either and I'm trying to think, my first Instagram, Facebook live, it was okay but it wasn't like oh wow, but you know the point is I did it and once you do it, you can see where you made mistakes and you can get better it's all about learning lessons and figuring stuff out, so if you never try, you don't know how to make it better because you never tried it, so the point is to try to do things, to research and to try to do better. So there, whatever it is that you guys are trying to do. And whatever it is that you think 
that, oh, I can't do it. Let me just challenge you. Do it this week. There is no time like the present to start. And the more we put things off and procrastinate, then is the chances are we're probably not going to do it. So I want to encourage you. By next Wednesday, whatever it is you want to do and have an idea about what to do, start making action to do it. Just do it. It's not going to be perfect, but the point is you did it. You know what you need to do to move forward and to get better. And let me tell you, the hardest step to ever take in life is the first step. So this week, from this Wednesday to next Wednesday, I want you to make a move. Take that first step and do whatever it is that you're afraid of doing or that you want to do. 2020 does not have to be a complete wash for everybody with the quarantine and everything. Let's make this a time where we can look back on and say, oh, I did this or I did that. Let's make sure we use this time productively because we're probably not going to ever have a time like this again where we are encouraged to stay at home pretty much. So let's use it productively so that we can so that when we can go back out into the world, we will have learned a new skill. We would have acquired new abilities. We would have come up with new ideas that we are now putting into motion. So let's make this time productive. Whatever it is you want to do, just do it. Sorry, Nike. Just do it, you know, just go ahead and do it. Make sure that you take that first step because the first step is the hardest. And as always, if you need some encouragement, if you need someone to listen to you, if you just want an ear to listen to and someone be like, oh, that's a good idea. Or if you just want to write down your idea on paper and send it to somebody, you can do that and I will listen. So if you have an idea you want to share with me or just something you just want to throw out into the universe and just write down and let somebody see to hold you accountable you can go to the music and vibes facebook page and you can message me what your idea is what you want to do and you can say something like okay kiana i want to have it done by next wednesday please follow up and i'll follow up with you it's like if you just need someone to help you be accountable i am a good accountability partner because I'm accountable to myself. I make myself accountable to me. So I can easily be accountable to other people and help them reach their goals and being accountable. So if you just need an accountability partner, go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page, message me, and tell me what you want to do, and then tell me the date you want to complete it, and just say, please follow up. And I'll follow up with you. And you can leave me your email address, or you can just have me contact you on Facebook. Whatever. I'll follow up, and we can make sure you get it done. Alright, so I can't wait to hear from you. I know you have amazing ideas and things you want to do. And I can't wait to see what you're going to do with the rest of Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about how to deal with emotional disconnection in your marriage. Now, I know this may sound crazy because for the past few months, we have all just been in the house quarantined due to the coronavirus. Now, this time at home has either had one of two effects on your marriage. Now, either it has brought you closer together and deepened the bond between you and your spouse, or it has exposed the problems that you've already had and is now tearing you apart. Now, I know for my husband and I, it's actually made us closer. It's like the kids and I, we feel a closer connection. We have a closer bond. And also, my husband and I, we're, I feel that we're closer together. So for us, quarantine has brought us closer together. I'm also closer with like my extended family because we do Zoom every week. It has just brought my family 
with my husband. Well, just put my family closer. My relationship is stronger and better. My relationship with my kids is more solid. It's better. Relationship with extended family members is better. It has just brought us better and it's made us better. But for some people, it's having the opposite effect. Like for some people, it's exposing problems that were already there. You're already stuck in the house with each other. You weren't getting along to begin with. And now things just seem to be worse because it's just you, them, and the four walls. If you have kids, that might be a distraction that can kind of help you out. But it's not helping your marriage. So that is why... This time has either brought people together or it's either, or either it tore you apart. That's just how it is. Now, there was a time in my marriage where we were disconnected. And sometimes being disconnected in a marriage is hard. Because you live in the same house, you sleep in the same bed, but you're still disconnected. Now, I know this is possible because, as I said, that happened to me in my marriage before. And it was a terrible time. Like, my husband and I, we were going... I think our marriage was just evolving. And marriages do evolve. Like, the person you married today is not the same person you married 10 years ago, 5 years ago, even a year ago. And that's because we are always evolving as individuals. We're always growing. Our Not personalities, they don't change, but the things we like change. The things we want to do, the goals we want to accomplish. Where we want to go in life can change. So as we evolve as people then, of course, our marriages are going to have to evolve and keep up because the same couple maybe 10 years ago who wanted some certain things, now the things you want may be different. The same people who got married 10 years ago, the goals you had then may be different now. So it's one of those things where as you grow, you have to evolve as a person, as an individual, and as a married couple. And if you're not doing that, then your marriage can get stagnant or go through a period of disconnection. And I think that's where my husband and I were in our marriage. It was during a time where I was in grad school. My husband was completing his degree online. Our kids were young. And you know, young kids take a lot of your time. So we were dealing with that. We were both working. And I think another thing here is that I was working in the day. He was working at night. So we really weren't seeing a lot of each other. It's like he would come home and talk to me to go to school or I would come home in time for him. He would come home in time for me to go to work and go to school. And then when I got home, I'd come home in time for him to go back to work. So we weren't seeing a lot of each other. And things were passing. And I'm pretty sure that had a lot to do in our marriage. Because we weren't spending time together. And if you're not spending time together and you're evolving, you're not evolving together. You're actually growing apart. So I think that is what was going on. And it was also during the time where I decided that I wanted to work on my singing and writing songs again, which was something I had stopped doing once I got married because I didn't think I wanted to do it. But one thing I've learned when it comes to me and singing and songwriting is like, it's something I love to do. And no matter how much I tell myself, Kiana, no, don't do this. Just, just have a regular life. Just do regular things. Be responsible. It's difficult for me to put that out of my mind. So even though I had put it away for maybe four years or so without really writing or singing it was starting to come back and I was feeling strongly that I really wanted to sing I really wanted to write so it was during the time when I was doing that as well and at that time my husband really wasn't on board with that so yeah we were having some issues and we were having problems and it was during that time that I also felt like I lost myself in my marriage I felt like I was just going through the motions. I was just doing stuff, but I didn't know who Kiana was. I knew who the wife side of it was. I knew who the mom side was, but I didn't know who I was and who, what I wanted. I had somehow forgotten about me. 
And I think my husband had also gone through that. He knew who the husband part of him was. He knew who the father part was, but he forgot who he was. So we were both still trying to find ourselves. So a lot of things were happening during this time of our marriage. I'm not going to go into detail, but I am going to tell you we were really disconnected. And it was hard. Our marriage almost didn't survive. However, with a lot of prayer and hard work, we were able to reconnect. And now our love is stronger than ever. And I'm telling you this because I want you to know that there is hope. There is always hope. And even though things may really seem really, really, really bad right now, things can change. And with some effort, you can begin to turn things around. Now, before I begin to tell you how to reconnect, let's talk for a minute about what emotional disconnection looks like in a marriage. Okay, so some symptoms of emotional disconnection might be your spouse is not wanting to spend quality time with you. He may, he or she may even avoid you. Your spouse no longer shares their problems with you. They try to figure it out on their own and kind of like throw you out of the equation. You may find that there is your spouse may be indifferent or unmoved by your show of emotion. They're not interested in solving marital conflicts. They may have a lack or disinterest in having sex with you. These are some of the symptoms that your marriage or that you are in an emotionally disconnected marriage. Now, all of these symptoms of disconnection can have a devastating effect on your marriage and also the self-esteem of the spouse that's being rejected. So, what should you do if you find yourself disconnected from your spouse? That is a good question. So here are some things that you can do to begin to start reconnecting with your spouse. Now, as I always say, all of these suggestions are good. They should be used. But let me just tell you, you should always, always try to seek help from a therapist first as you do these, some of these tips or while you're doing some of these tips so that you can have someone else who has an understanding of what you need to do to reconnect. Because I know me personally, I think some of the best moments I've had and some of my aha moments that have come to me about my marriage was when I was talking to a marriage counselor. And I did it not with my husband because, as I said, when when we did it together, there was always fighting afterwards about, oh, I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you said this. Or, oh, yeah, how can you feel this way? Or how do you feel this way? Because we both were going for the wrong reasons. Now, marriage counseling can't work, but you got to go for the right reason. You have to go for the right reason. And that reason is to find a resolution and to work together to come to a point of agreement or conclusion or resolution. You can't go to a marriage counselor and expect the counselor to just tell your partner, oh, he's right or she's right you need to do what they're telling you to do it's not going to work believe me i know because that's the mindset we had so if you are thinking on those lines then maybe the best thing for you at this time is to go to a counselor alone tell them you want to work in your marriage talk about some things that um are problems for you and then work through those issues fix you work on you work through issues and maybe that's the best way to go But one of the things you can do if you're experiencing emotional disconnection in your marriage is to seek an objective perspective. Now, as I said, couples who participate in marriage counseling sessions sometimes don't even realize that they're just doing what most people always do. It's like, oh, well, here's, this is my opinion, here's your opinion, and no one's willing to change. So what the marriage couple... So what the marriage counselor does, they will just help you to get out of this blame game and they'll kind of help you find a perspective. 
They'll give you an objective, something to work on together so that you guys can start working together and not feel alone in your marriage. They may even help you guys talk about and discuss some things that you didn't even think were an issue. Or they may even pull some things out of you that your spouse didn't know was a problem. But the point is, they can help guide you through this so that you're not just doing the same game over and over. Because sometimes as couples, we play games with each other. And what counseling does is help you to stop the games and to actually focus on solutions. Another thing you can do is ask your husband if he... what well, if it's your husband, ask him if he's willing to open up emotionally. If it's your spouse or your wife... Ask her if she's willing to open up emotionally because you cannot overcome emotional disconnection by yourself because, you know, you're disconnected. So the way to connect with someone is to connect with your spouse. You can't fix this on your own. So if your spouse isn't willing to meet your needs or maybe they're not able to, then you need to just accept that this is the way that they that it is and there are different things you can do. Um... Some things I could say, if they seem like they're not willing to open up emotionally and that they're not really interested, I do say you see a counselor and you talk about this. Now, if you want to end your marriage over it because you think it's not worth doing, then that's the decision you have to make. If you want to try to work on it, I say see a counselor. And let me just tell you something. One thing you can do is pray. Ask God to help them. Pray for them on a regular. And I'm and God, I know for a fact, will soften their heart he'll talk to them but prayer is something that's essential to do in a marriage anyway so if you're dealing with this then pray about it as well but I always suggest in addition to prayer go see a marriage counselor as well so that they can help you because even if someone's not willing and I know people will say well both people have to be willing to work in a relationship that is true but if one person is willing to work on it and one person's getting help from a counselor or a therapist and one person is learning what they need to do to make things right, that can go a long way in saving your marriage. So that is what you can do to help your spouse open up, find out if they're willing to open up emotionally. And it could be a case that it's not like they're not willing to open up emotionally. Maybe it's they don't know how. Maybe they weren't brought up sharing their feelings freely. So that could also be a problem. But it's good for you to ask these questions so you can know what you need to do. Another thing I would say is don't nag them. Okay, you don't want to talk right now? Don't nag. Just say, okay, we'll talk later when, you've, when you're when you at a better place or just let me know when you want to talk or we can talk later. Don't nag or anything like that because that's just going to make things worse. So ask them if they're willing to open up to you and if they are willing to open up to you, great, have a conversation. And if they're not, then pray for them, seek a counselor. But during this time, I say if you're going through emotional disconnection, prayer is helpful. So pray as you go through this. Another thing that will be important for you to do is explore your marriage expectations. Now, I've talked about this before, I think in last, a couple seasons ago, where sometimes our expectations in our marriage is ridiculous. Like there are couples who expect their husband or wife to be everything to them. Their lover, their best friend, everything. And so you expect so much from them until when they can't give it to you, you feel like they failed you, but they haven't failed you. It's just that your expectations are unrealistic and that they cannot be met. So sometimes you have to understand what your marriage expectations are, what things are important to you in a marriage. So if your expectation is that your husband will listen to you 
or your expectation is that you're going to talk to each other, then maybe you need to work on communication and your communication style. Maybe you need to stop expecting them to respond immediately because maybe they're the kind of person who may need to think before they respond. Now, here's an example of that. Now, I know when my husband and I first got married, I'm a talker. I'm one of those people where if something's wrong, I want to talk about it now. I want to deal with it now. And if we argue now, it's fine. It becomes just like we're getting to the core of the problem. But my husband's not like that. He doesn't want to argue about stuff. And he doesn't want to talk about it now or at that moment. So when we were first married, I would want to talk about stuff. And he wouldn't. So he would just shut down. And then I would get upset like, oh, you say you don't want to talk about it? You don't think this is important? But you know that was was not the case it's just that I expected him to talk about it immediately I expected him to be like me and fuss it out and talk about it and then when we were done like okay I'm good that wasn't him so you have to find out what your expectations are and it took a lot it took a long time for me to figure it out until one day he's just like listen Kiana this is not me I need time to think and then I don't mind talking after I think about it and so once we talked and came to that conclusion now, if we want to talk about something, a difficult topic, and I want to talk and he doesn't, I don't take it as, oh, he just doesn't care. I'm just like, oh, he needs time to think. And sometimes it's just about getting to know your spouse because we can judge them in so many ways and think that they're not listening, they don't care, they're disconnected, and that may not be the case. They may be stressed and having anxiety, especially during these times. Maybe the problems that you had before stress them out or maybe they don't know how to cope or move forward I don't know what it could be but there are a lot of reasons why sometimes our spouses shut down and it's not always that they're disconnected but if they are disconnected then once again counseling is key and it can help you because counseling will let you know that your spouse is not wrong and you're not wrong it's just that your perceptions of your marriage and your expectations are different and once you know what each other expects and what the expectations are you can kind of let them know hey i can do that or i'm not going to be able to do that or i can meet you halfway that way you know you have a way of communicating what it is you can do to meet that expectation and it's easy to it's better to know what an expectation is than to not know and try to guess cuz you're probably going to miss it Another thing that you can do if you find that you or your spouse are mostly disconnected from each other, okay, now this may sound weird, but stop chasing them. And I'm saying this because when you're feeling like you are mostly disconnected from your spouse, two things happen. Well, one main thing happened. Your spouse don't seem to be interested in you. So what do you do? You chase them. You pursue them. You constantly call. You constantly nag. Why aren't you picking up my call? I just want to talk. And you act like you're stalking them. It gets kind of, you can get erratic. It could be like, well, I just want to talk. I just want to talk to you or whatever. Because you see they don't want to talk to you, but you want to talk to them. And it could be maybe you're feeling abandoned at that moment. Maybe the disconnection is too much for you to deal with. Maybe you're feeling insecure at that moment because the person that you love is no longer paying attention to you or giving you the attention that you need. So here's something you can do. If you want more emotional connection from your spouse, stop pursuing them. Let them go. Now, I know this is difficult to do, especially for women who want strong, healthy marriages. But that's the key to ending this whole pursuer, pursuing marriage dance, whatever. Just stop chasing them. Stop asking. Stop focusing how long you are on your marriage. The best thing that you can do is to create more emotional 
more emotional intimacy. If you're the type of person who pursues your spouse when you feel alone in your marriage, is just stop pursuing them and reconnect with them. And here's how you can stop pursuing them and just reconnect. Stop pursuing them, but and also just reconnect with them. You can do this by changing how you are. Focus on yourself. Start making yourself look beautiful. Start making yourself feel beautiful. Because how you feel on the outside will how you feel on the inside will come out on the outside. So start feeling good about yourself. Start doing things you wanted to do. Start having a hobby. Now I'm not saying that you emotionally disconnect from your spouse. No. You still Continue to be kind, loving, sweet, but then make sure you have a life. Make sure you're doing things and that you're having fun and that you're enjoying life. Make yourself attractive. And this is one of the best ways and one of the best things that you can do to reconnect with your spouse. Get yourself healthy. So another thing is get emotionally and spiritually healthy. By doing this, you are improving yourself and you're making yourself better. Now, I know people are going to be like, how in the world are you making yourself better? Well, you're making yourself better because when I notice when I am emotionally good, I'm not stressed out. So I'm not stressed out. I'm not anxious and I'm not like cleaning or anything. I'm good. And when I'm not stressed out, I'm a happier person. People like to be around happy people. And sometimes in a marriage, we forget this. We're so focused on making marriage work and taking care of the kids and finances we forget how to be happy because we're so stressed and overwhelmed with life but if you focus on yourself be happy if you need to seek counseling to be a happier better person then do it for you but just stop focusing on them and get yourself healthy get yourself emotionally healthy go to church do something spiritually get yourself healthy and when you get yourself healthy That is a way you can and will reconnect with your spouse because they see, hey, she's not not pursuing me. Like, what's going on? She's looking good or he's looking good. He's not nagging me all the time. And they will be drawn to you because you're not chasing them. So then they're going to be like, okay, I wonder what's going on. You kind of flip the switch a little bit. So they'll be like, oh, she's not chasing me or oh, he's not chasing me. He's not paying that much attention. Um, Maybe I need to do something to connect with them. And so that is what it can do if you just stop chasing them. And I'm telling you from experience, like if you just stop being so clingy and naggy and like, oh, please talk to me, talk to me. If you just let go, let them go, work on yourself, then things will change and things can change. And as I always say, while you do this, don't ever take God out of it. While you do this, see a counselor. While you do this, feel good about yourself and who you are. Find yourself. Rediscover yourself. But the whole time you're doing this, don't don't disconnect from them emotionally. Still be there. Still love them. Be kind. But just stop pursuing. Stop trying to win them over, if you know what I'm saying. So these are just some things that you can do to help end the disconnection in your marriage. And right now, I do think that... um counseling you can get counseling sessions you can do that as well but you know if you're disconnected it doesn't have to be this way you don't have to accept this is just how it is forever no things can get better and they will get better and now that you recognize the problem you know what you need to do to work on this to make this better now i know some people don't come through the disconnection they do get a divorce which is just as difficult i always say that um emotionally for me personally, anyway, it's better for me to work my marriage than to get a divorce because 
you still have to go through a lot of stuff emotionally. And sometimes I think that divorcing is not always the option, especially it, with disconnection. Like, it can be hard. It can be difficult. But there's hope. And all you have to do is work on your marriage. And once you start working on it and putting the effort in, then you can have a healthy marriage. You can have a thriving marriage. And so this is what I encourage you to do. Put the work in, put the effort in, and you can have a thriving marriage. Now, the song that we're going to listen to today is called Disconnection. And it's about a woman who is in a marriage but feels totally alone and disconnected. Here's the song. I thought I could tell you all my thoughts and my feelings. You were the one who was supposed to stand by me. But when I talk, you often walk away. And you ignore the words that I say It gets harder to live this life with every passing day Because deep down inside our love has gone away I don't know what I should do to reach out to you I don't know 
Before I end the podcast, I would just like to say thank you to Anique Music for their continued support of the Music and Vibes podcast. Anique Music is the publishing company that represents all of the music heard here on the show. So thank you so much, Anique Music, for providing the music for the podcast. Thank you for supporting the podcast. And thank you so much for your continued sponsorship of the Music and Vibes podcast. I would also like to thank you guys. You and you and you and you and you. Everybody who listened, I just want to say thank you so much because this podcast would be nothing without you. Like without you listening, there would be no music and vibes. So I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Thank you for showing up every week. Thank you for just hanging out with me. And thank you for the time that we have together. You'll never know how much I appreciate you, how much I love you, and how much I feel connected to you guys knowing I get to come here and talk to you guys every single week. Thank you so much for your continued support of the show and thank you for listening i also want to encourage you this week to also share this podcast um, with a friend maybe you know someone who's disconnected in their marriage or maybe there's another episode that you know will resonate with one of your friends or family members if that is the case then i encourage you to share this podcast so that someone else can have hope and know that they don't always have to stay disconnected in their marriage and that things don't always have to be bad and that things can get better they just need to put a little work into it I also want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Um, We are trying to do a lot of things. And I mentioned at the beginning of the show um, some of the ways I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone. There are a lot of ideas that I have. I just haven't tried them yet. But before I implement them, I kind of want to make sure you have subscribed to the podcast. So if I do an extra episode, you'll get it. Or if something special or fun comes out, you'll have it. So do me a favor and go subscribe to the podcast right now. You can still do it and listen. Yeah. You can do it right now. All right, you can go to iTunes. I'm going to try to make it easy and put the iTunes link in the um, show notes. And all you have to do is click on the link. Once you click on the link, it'll take you to a page. And I'll have listen to the podcast on Apple Music. Click on that, and then it'll take you to a page, and it'll say subscribe. So just make sure you go subscribe to the show. All right, well, guys, that is it. I think that is all. Now, if you guys saw me right now, it's like I'm literally sweating like crazy because over the past few weeks, I've been recording in my house, but it's not conducive because everyone is at home. So today I was like, you know what? I'm going back to recording in my car because it's quiet. Love the sound quality. It's amazing. No one bothers me. All right. With that being said, you know, I did mention it was like 82 degrees earlier. So it's 82 degrees. I can't have the window down because then you hear the noise from the street. I cannot put in the air conditioning because then you, it picks up on my mic. So I'm literally like sweating. Like sweat is just pouring down. So I'm going to let you go before I just sweat myself away. And I'm going to get into some air conditioning. But in the meantime, if you guys have any questions for me, anything you want to tell me, always feel free to go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page. And you can message me anything you want to talk about. Or if you just want to connect with me, you can go to our website, which I believe will be in the show notes and is on the podcast page when you listen to it, um, um, www.musicandvibes.com. And that they, we have a way where you can just go to the, con- the con- um, contact page and just send me your information and I'll connect with you. All right. Well, guys, that's it for me. Like I said, you have any questions for me, you know how to get in contact with me. Until next week, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) And stay cool, because it's hot. I'm going to go get cool right now. All right? All right. Well, good, guys. Have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. And I'll see you next week.